Oh, hi there. Welcome to Moaning Myrtle's Bathroom. It's a Harry Potter podcast with me, Emily. And me, Katie. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. I surprised you. That, that was one. just like really funny because you made me think of like those old documentaries where like people like all of a sudden look to the camera and you're like, oh, didn't see you there. Like that's what I like thought of right away. And I was like, I didn't know I was back in elementary school again. It's fine. That's what we wanted, our Harry Potter remake. <laughs> oh, hey there. Oh, hey there. I didn't see you there. It'll start with Harry, and he'll be like, come with me. I'll show you Hogwarts. <laughs> oh, gross. Oh, no. Ew, I want to throw up. Oh. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> well, as you could have guessed, it's a Harry Potter podcast. We yeah. moan and groan about all things Harry Potter. It's a beautiful time. It is a beautiful time. So today, we are doing part two of our ratings and rankings episode. Yay! We have even more lists of different rankings that we did that we're really excited to dive into. So we have some good ones. It'll be a fun time. But first, before we get into that, Emily, what's been flooding your toilet this week? Okay. Here's something that I'm feeling worried about. Okay. I guess I'd have to look back through the catalog, but I'm worried that what's flooding my toilet is going to become, like, Emily's frustration corner. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) But you know what? We are in Moaning Myrtle's bathroom, so I can't feel too bad about it. It's fitting. It goes with the name of our podcast. Here's the thing. I think Hogwarts Mystery is BS. Oh, my God. That game... (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> so I just saw recently, like, it updated oh, no. again. Um, but I I haven't played it since um, I got sorted. Oh, really? <laughs> I was like, okay, time to start the game. I'm so excited. And then I went and got sorted. And, of course, I got in a Hufflepuff. Don't even question. But I got... Oh. <laughs> My dog's with me again. You can hear that. Her eyes are like <laughs> drooping, so she's like still staring at me because I'm the stranger danger in here. But like, trust and believe, she won't be staring for much longer. Anyway, <laughs> that sounds like a threat. No, because she'll be sleeping. That's oh. what I meant. With the fishes. <laughs> but anyway, I got sorted in that game and was like, okay, all right, I have to. I have homework or class or something better to do. So I was like, all right, I'll just get back to it when I get back to it. Uh, turns out I never got back to it. And then the more I was hearing about it from other people playing it, I was like, mm, no, I don't really think that I'd, I'd like to get into that. You're not missing out by not playing it. Yeah, you're not missing out at all by not playing it. It's, I played through like the end of like your first year, and then I stopped. Because I was like, th- no, then I came back for like the beginning of second year. And then I just got, like, tired of it right away. It sucks. Here's the thing. It's really bad. The update that I saw, uh, they're already in year five. Really? I have not been playing this game. (laughs) Oh, my God. I don't know. I don't know. It, It, It ties back to what I was talking about before. Like, why are there no good Harry Potter video games? Yeah, I had high hopes for this one. I really did when they first, like, announced it. Me too. But it's been really bad so far. I Sorry don't... if you guys like it, but I think it's garbage. I'm not a fan of those those kind of games, you know, where they make you, like, save up the, like, whatever magic. I didn't even get that far to know. But I was no, hearing I everyone's like, it's one of those ones where, like, you kind of have to pay to play. It is, because it's, it's free, quote-unquote, but in order to, like, finish all of your missions... 
you have to, like, spend money to, like, buy more energy yeah. so you can, like, finish stuff. So it's, like, you don't have to pay, but if you don't pay, it'll take you, like, eight hours to, like, finish something. Yeah. So it's, like, I would rather have them just be an app where you have to buy it originally, but then you're able to play it as much as you want without yeah, having to take all Yeah, me too. Breaks, I like that you know? better. So. Yeah, I'm not a fan of the pay-to-play kind of model like i'd like rather that just way. like i'd rather just make me pay up front to buy the app yeah exactly like that that is the, the right way to go instead of advertising that you're free but really like in yeah. order to actually get into it you have to pay a bunch of like little one dollar things that add up to like oops i've spent fifty dollars on this stupid game that i don't even like that much right i don't even know how like it would really be fixed because like i just wasn't a fan of it to begin with so I don't know, like, what you could do. I think, like, the plot lines are just, like, boring. The characters that are in the game, like, the, like, friends that they created for you to make, they all suck. There's, like, boring Hermione, and then there's that, like, <laughs> Ben kid who's just, like... I don't even know anything. <laughs> ...wimpy and stupid. Like, in our class... <laughs> do you remember, like, in our class when we were doing our presentations for, like, our final projects, the one girl just, like, did a project where she complained about that oh, that's game right. the entire time, and it was, like, the best of them all? <laughs> yeah, that was... Everyone was, like, laughing so hard. Because she was just, like, making fun of this terrible video game that we all had high hopes for at first. Yeah, it's not good. I just, yeah. I wish that, like, it, I don't even know, like, what what could a good Harry Potter, what could a good Harry Potter game like this be? I suppose I just, maybe wouldn't want it to, like, have a plot. I feel like the fun of it is, like, when you're not playing as anyone in the series, mm-hmm. then, then you just want to be a student. But then, like, I'm getting drawn in about, like, oh, your brother? Yeah. Your oh brother God, is stupid very dramatic? I don't like... No. Oh, please it's don't. Dumb. I, I just want to learn how to do spells. They used to have a game. It's, it's like, you can't get it anymore, but my cousin and I used to play it, and it was, like, this, like, Harry Potter spells game, and it basically was, like, you pretended your phone was, oh like, your wand. Oh, my God, I remember wand, that. And then if you had friends who had it, you could, like, duel each other yes. with your phones. That was fun. Here's the thing I about liked that. that. I downloaded that and played it for a minute and then um, didn't have any friends to play it with, so if, I girl, deleted it. Girl, if they had it now, we would duel all the time. <laughs> That's so true. <laughs> it would be so That bad. would be, like, all we did whenever we hung out was just, like, duel. I feel like if I got really into that, uh, my phone would fly from my hand and it would break. It would yeah. shatter. Yeah, I don't pieces. even really remember how it worked. I just remember thinking it was the coolest thing ever. The problem with me is that I would really feel the need to, like, Gilderoy Lockhart it at the <laughs> dueling club, like, full flourishes. we do the whole, like, stance with, like, yes. like they did in the movies. Oh my god, it would be Because I'm crazy like that, and yeah. I would get nuts. I'd be like, okay, it's time to bow. Like, yeah. I would, it would be too much. Oh my god. Oh, it's, it would be a problem. I don't know. I just, it's becoming, I'm just, I can't stop complaining about everything. Yeah. I guess that's the moral of the story. Just that's, that I saw this had an update, I was like, oh, that's still going? Yeah. I mean, we knew coming into this podcast when we decided to do it that it would be, like, 90% just complaining about <laughs> stuff and, like, 10% something else. So it's fitting. Oh, no. It's fine. Myrtle would be proud. Ugh. All right, I'll shut up. Katie. Yes. What's flooding your toilet? Okay. Oh, boy. No, it's, it's, I you just, framed that like it was a big thing. I'm you sorry. put your hands on your face like, all right, let me center myself. Let me, okay, you already know this. I don't even know if I really expressed it that much so far, but I am in love and obsessed with Tom Felton. Okay. Like, yes. Absolutely obsessed. You know this about yes. me. 
So I follow him on Instagram, and he just got a puppy. <laughs> and <laughs> I'm sorry. This is, this is not Harry dumbest. Potter news. Yes, it is, because it has to do with Tom Felton. <laughs> and he just got a dog. <laughs> and, like, <laughs> every time he posts about his dog, I cry, because she's so cute. <laughs> I cannot breathe right now. <laughs> this is literally the number one Harry Potter thing that has been flooding my toilet all week. Oh my god! I like have turned into I'm such crying. a. <laughs> it has to do with a cast member. It totally. Can. Oh my god! Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> I keep going. I'm so sorry. No, that's it. I just top. <laughs> got a dog in case people didn't know <laughs> and she's so cute oh, I'm so hot right now that's it I'm just gonna say he has a dog and I'm obsessed with her <laughs> I can't take it am I just oh my god because we just ate an entire pizza no oh my god <laughs> like half of this. I can't! <laughs> I won't! Oh no. I refuse. This is just laughing about his dog is gonna be insulted. No, it's just so <laughs> funny that you're like, alright, anyway, Tom Felton got a dog, moving on. Yeah. No, can I just... Let me show you a picture of her. She's so obsession-worthy. Okay, perfect for our audio platform. Yeah, show me a picture. <laughs> well, if you guys follow Tom Felton, you'll see it. But look how fucking cute she is. All right. Okay, that's, no. That's he, cute oh. <laughs> he posted this video of her barking at her, like, food bowl. And I have watched it, like, 500 times. It's so cute. Oh, my God. Your voice just cracked. You're <laughs> no, because I'm very passionate about his dog. I'm, like, more obsessed with his dog that I am with him. I don't know what it is. This is because the dogs are perfect. She's so cute. And I just, I miss my dog. And so knowing that, like, yeah, <laughs> this guy in, like, California that I'm obsessed with as a dog somehow makes me not miss my dog as much. Wow. I don't know. Is he living in America, like, full-time? I think so. Know. Yeah, wow. I think he's in L.A. I know a lot about Tom Felden because I'm a creep. <laughs> Oh if he ever gets word of this podcast and listens, oh, he'll know definitely. that I'm... All right, yeah, we are number am. one right Come now find on me. Come find me. Oh, my Our God. time is coming. <laughs> Katie, I love you so much. It's been seriously flooding my life this last week, okay? I felt like it was relevant. <laughs> Not relevant, but important to mention. <laughs> Not relevant, but important. That's very All good. dogs are important. All dogs are important. And it's a dog that's owned by a Harry Potter cast member, so it fits. Oh my god. It fits. You are a treasure. <laughs> I love you so much. Tom Felton and dogs are like my two favorite things, okay? So. Oh my god. We can't talk about it anymore. I'm okay. going to lose it again. <laughs> okay, okay, so let's start ranking now. With the most ridiculous one oh to start God. off after this laughing fest. Oh, oh no, we won't be laughing much longer. Oh God. Okay, so we're getting back into some top fives, mm -hmm. um, and we're gonna start off with the top five saddest deaths. Um, and let's just first off, just honorable mention with this the number one saddest movie death, and then we'll get into the saddest book deaths. Top five. I can start. Yeah. 
the number one saddest movie death. I think we have the same one. Is Cedric fucking Diggory. And it's not even his, like, no. death scene that's sad. It's his dad's reaction when he comes out of the maze it that's is, sad. It ruins me every time. I know. <laughs> Goblet of Fire is 99% trash, and then you give me that graveyard scene followed by that performance. And that's it. And it's, like, it the up. only part of that movie I need. <laughs> Oh, but it's gut wrenching. It Why is. does that actor go so hard? His death should not be the saddest of all the ones in the series. No, is but it even it on is. my list? Like, but it's not on mine. But it's not like, on mine either. So it's like, oh my god, why is that the saddest movie death? Like, because oh, that guy goes, goes ham. Out. He what the hell? He loses it. Like, <laughs> I, I get it. He's why. your son, and you're sad. But like, he was also competing in a dangerous tournament. So like. Don't give me this. That's my son. Oh, I can't even. I remember it's, when I, I went to see that movie in theaters, I was sobbing. Me and my friend were clutching each other. And it was very special because it was the first movie that we sat a, a couple rows ahead of our parents. <laughs> so we were by ourselves. <laughs> so we were sitting on, you know how some theaters have it where like they've got the big seats and then they've got maybe like three on the side. Mm-hmm. after the aisle or whatever, so we were in two of those. Uh, and we were literally sitting and holding each other tightly and just oh crying. Because it was ridiculous, and I don't even know how old I was. Oh, it was that came out in 2005? Yeah, so we I were, was like nine or ten years old, yeah, and I we was were, just we were little. fully sobbing in the theater Yeah, over Edward Cullen. <laughs> Soon to be. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I want to meet him in, like, front of a bunch of Twilight fans someday and be like, oh my god, it's Cedric. <laughs> That's that, my yes. life goal. Yes. <laughs> be like, oh my god, Cedric. He would appreciate it because he hates that, like, he's recognized he as Twilight. <laughs> it's so funny. So if someone was like, you were in Harry Potter, he'd be like, yes, I was. I feel like the whole cast of Twilight hates Twilight. <laughs> oh my god, I know. It makes me so happy. Okay. <laughs> All right, well, let's okay. move into the real deal. So should we start at number five and work our way up? Yes. Okay. That's what we did last time, right? For all of us? I think so, yeah. The top. It's more dramatic. It is more dramatic that way. Okay, so who is your number? Do you want to just read your whole list, or should no, I go, we should go you one do by five? One. I go five? Okay. Yeah. Who's your number five? Hedwig. <clears throat> Hedwig. Okay. Hedwig is top five always for me. Always, because she, that's the death of my childhood. She is in my list, but I have her higher than five. Whoa! <laughs> She's my number two. Katie! <laughs> She's my number two. Oh my god. We can just talk about it now, though. Yeah, let's talk about it. I Hedwig. think that part, like, it's actually, like, sad, because I feel so sad for Harry, because he literally, like, yes. she dies, and then he has to let her fall. Oh, Like, he has to just so drop bad. her. Like, that's what's so heartbreaking to me, is, like, he can't even, like, he can't even, like, have, like, a burial for her or anything. Nope. Like, he just, like, has to, like, let her go, and, like, he can't even, like, do anything about it. And this is why we stress... This is book death, not movie death. Yes. Because movie Hedwig death, you had no time. No. You had no time, and it wasn't that sad. People who, like, weren't fans of the books and, like, only watched the movies probably wouldn't have even realized what happened in the movie, because it's, like, so quick, and he, like, has a moment where he's sad, and then it's like, okay, but, like, I have to fight Voldemort, so... Oh, it's so fucking tragic. So sorry. I can't stand it. My animal died, and now I'm moving on. (laughs) It's, yeah, it's number one, it's your pet. 
Yeah. Number two, it represents, like, the death of... Childhood. Childhood. The death of, like, Harry Potter taking place in Hogwarts. Like, the school years are over. Like, it's done, and it is, like, it's starting this book off in such a brutal way. It's, like, taking no prisoners. It's like, all right, yeah. Yeah. All right, death and no burial. And then it's, like, one after another after another of just, like, all right, we lost this person. I remember, like, the first time I read that book, like, I knew going into that book that a lot of people were going to die, like, obviously, because it was the last one, but I wasn't expecting it to start literally in, like, the third chapter. And I I never thought Hedwig would die. No, like, I was like, why would she kill an innocent animal? (laughs) But I feel like just, just like Dumbledore, it's like, she had to die. Because what were you going to do? And so, like, Dumbledore, the same thing. Like, the mentor in these hero stories, like, always have to die. So, like, it's just one of those things. Like, I should have seen it coming and I should have known, but I didn't. So, yeah, Hedwig's death. That one, I'm... I had that one very high on my list. It was wow. my number two, because I, I get so broken up about it. And then it's really sad, because, like, he gets back to the burrow, and, like, all this, like, tragic stuff is happening, like, with Fred's, or George's ear, and, like, Mad-Eye's death. And then, mm-hmm. like, Mrs. Weasley tries to be like, where's Hedwig, Harry? Like, let's oh, get fuck. you settled. And he's like, she's dead. Jesus. Like, that's just, like, tearing open, like, a fresh wound again. So like, digging bad. it even deeper after all this tragic stuff happened. Ugh. Who's yeah. your number five? My number five is Dobby. Mm-hmm. Is he not on your list? <laughs> nope. <laughs> I just, I remember being, his, like, actual, like, death scene, I feel like, isn't that sad because it's so chaotic and there's, like, a no, lot but going the burial. on in that part. The burial is That sad. hurts. That bad. hurts. And I remember, like, that was another one that I just was not expecting the first time I read oh, the book. yeah. And I go back to, like, where I was, like, the first time I read that book and, like, how, like, sad I was by that because oh, it was yeah. so unexpected, so. I just feel like at this point, like, that one becomes, has become less... Yeah. Sad to me. And it makes me feel like a bad person that I'm not, mm-hmm. like, a super huge Dobby fan. Yeah. Ooh. I'm... It makes me feel like a horrible I don't know. Being. Like, I love Dobby, but I... I mean, he wouldn't be in, like, my top characters list by any means. Yeah. But, like, I still... I like him. The death was really sad. His death was really sad. And part of it also... Is Harry. Ooh. Is Harry. Ooh. Yes. It's That's so what, sad. like, makes half of these deaths so sad mm-hmm. to me. Isn't even because I'm sad that that person died. It's just because the way that the Harry reaction. reacts to it is very sad. Ugh. Man. All right. Let's go to number four. Okay. Surprise, surprise. Snape is my number four. I debated putting him on my list, and I didn't, but I agree that his death is still very Here's sad. Here's the thing. I can't stand it. I, it is, I hate, I hate, I hate it. I hate it. I can't, I cannot even have words right now. Yeah. The whole thing of all of his memories and him dying in my, in my head, in my brain, I'm like, nope, nothing. I have no connection. I have no emotions. There's Mm -hmm. nothing there. I feel nothing. But the last time I read that stupid book, I cried so bad. When he died. Yes. Yes. And I I can't stand it. And it makes me mad because, like, I don't want to feel bad for him ever. Yeah, I know. But, like, oh, it's... And I guess that's just, like, it was written well. Because... It is written well. It makes me cry. That entire chapter of his memories, like, I don't like half of the stuff that happens in his memories. It's so good, though. It's so well written, and I'm so, like, interested in it. And, like, captivated by it every time I read it. It's one of my favorite chapters in the series. But, like, ugh... 
half of that chapter, like, half of the stuff that happens to him is just really good. And it's when you finally learn the truth about him, so I feel like yeah. it's just, like... It's, it hits it's, real hard. It's good. Yeah. Who's your number four? My number four is Dumbledore. Mmm. Which, again, that one, I'm not sad that he died. I, I feel exactly the same. I was expecting him to die. Like, I knew he going into to. that series. Like, there's no way he would have survived the books, and I knew that. I knew he would die at some point. But, again, it's everybody's reaction to his death that's sad. Mm-hmm. Not just Harry's reaction, but, like, McGonagall oh, and, like, Lupin, yeah. like, oh, yelling. And, like, the entire castle, like, Hagrid... They all get super sad about it, and so it's like everybody's reaction to his death is always really tough. Seriously, he's my number three. He's your number three? Yeah. It, it's just like, it, it hits really hard, and I I don't remember now if they do the thing, yeah, they must, that they do in the movie where they all light their wands. Oh, I think fuck. So. That <laughs> okay. part in the movie always makes me cry, me too. Me, too. None, and, like, the none, music none the that, like, goes with it. Like, I just, I, his death oh, itself, boy. I couldn't care less. No, but, don't like, give a shit. <laughs> I, oh, but I, I cry. But I cry every time because I feel so bad for, like, everybody that has to, like, mm-hmm. recover from that. And yeah. it's, like, his death happens at, like, the worst time of the battle for everybody, mm-hmm. too. Oh, it's so a it's, big one. It's a, yeah, it's a. You could say it's a doozy. It's a doozy. It is. <laughs> I'll allow it. Yes. <laughs> okay, so, it's yeah, that's my one. number three. So who's your number three? My number three is Fred. Because it's right after Percy makes amends with his family, and then he has to watch his brother die right after that, which is tragic. Ooh, Fred's my number two. He's your Hedwig number two. was your number two. Okay, yes. so we're catching up. We are. I agree. Oh, Fred's real bad. Yeah. That one's real that bad. That one breaks me every time. That's just, another one. It makes me so sad that of all the Weasleys oh. that died, you had to kill Fred. <laughs> like, there, I think the only Weasley that I would have, like, rather her not kill over Fred is Mrs. Weasley. Yeah. Like, all the other ones, I'd be like, fine. And Ginny, too. I wouldn't be fine. I'd still be sad. But, like, Ginny and Mrs. Weasley, I think, are the only two that I'm like, Mm -hmm. don't kill them. I know. But, like... Fred Fred is really hard. And that's one that I was really disappointed in not being able to see in the movie. Yes! But holy shit, Rupert Grint. Oh no! My God! (laughs) And that, surprisingly... Sorry, I scared your dog. (laughs) Every fucking time I watch that movie and the whole battle to me I'm just yeah. kind of like okay this is like a lot and I'm feeling emotional but not emotional enough about anything because I've seen it a million times the book's better whatever oh my god but when Rupert Grint goes off yeah that is some like Cedric's dad level his business. acting in the Deathly Hollows movies is so good. So good. So good. Oh, he stepped it up a lot. <laughs> oh, yes. Okay, but that scene also, not even just Rupert too, but like the other twin, oh, the know. one who plays George, the fact that he was actually like legit crying while Oof. they filmed that That's breaks tough. my heart That's every tough. time. Like It's all so bad. Oh man. But Those movies the, know how to do reactions yeah. to death, bro. <laughs> in the book, it is so horrible because of the stuff with Percy. Yeah. It's so sad. It's really bad. And it's just, like, so unexpected. Like, doesn't he die because, like, a wall falls on him? Like, Mm -hmm. he doesn't even get, like, hit with a killing curse or anything. It's just, like, an accident. It's horrible. It's the worst. Like, he doesn't even die from, like, magic. Mm -hmm. He dies, like, a normal human death, almost. Not totally normal. Mm-hmm. Not a lot of people die by having walls fall on them, but it's not like some yep, like supernatural. Because of, like a giant. <laughs> yeah, you know, like it's. Oh yeah, but it isn't <laughs> the worst. 
Because we still have our number one spot left. Wait, have you said your number two? Oh, Fred was your number yeah. two. Okay, yeah. Who is your number one? I feel like it's cheating. Why is it cheating? My number one is Harry. <gasps> oh, I didn't even think of that. I <clears throat> lose it every time. It, it, oh, it that's is a good the one. worst. I didn't even think of it. And I'm s- I feel so embarrassed no. about my number one no, after this No, one. you shouldn't, because this is a fakie. Like, he didn't really. But I've told you this yeah. story a million times, but I haven't told it to the world. Yeah. When I was reading this book for the first time, I was sitting down in the living room, I was reading him starting to go out into the forest. Mm -hmm. I put my bookmark firmly in there. I shut it. I ran at top speed upstairs into my bathroom, (laughs) shut the door, leaned against the bathtub, and read the rest of that chapter. And I was constantly wiping my eyes because I couldn't see because I was crying so hard. And I went into that last book being like, all right, Harry has to die. Yeah, I, I remember was you so on it about that. I was mm-hmm. like, yep, Harry's got to die. He's got to die. Now it needs to happen. It's going to be so good. I was like, yes, 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 give it to me. Yeah. Reading that, I was like, no, 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 please, no. And I'm just crying my eyes out. It's such an emotional chapter because there's so much that happens in it. It's like him, like, accepting it, and then the whole resurrection stone part just, like, kills everybody. I could cry talking about it right now. It's, yeah. It's so much. It's so emotional. Like, I don't know why it hits me so deeply, but I get very, very emotional about that. And I'll, I'll even get that way watching the movie. Yeah, same. But it's, like, reading that, oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, my God. It's, it's so, so tragic. bad. It hurts me in such a deep way. Oh, I can't stand it. So I know it's cheating, but really, no, that's that a is really the good number one saddest That's a good one, because I, that is totally a part of the book. I cry every time I read it. So I totally feel you. I just, I didn't even mm. think about that. I never consider Harry's death as, like, a death because he doesn't stay dead but mm-hmm. like oh that's a I know one. but it is it it is to me oh it's a really sad one. okay I like have chills just like thinking I about it I oh I'm so excited oh, to reread that book I am too I'm like halfway through half-blood right now and I'm just like I'm so close to getting to the one I've been excited for since I started this read through so I'm so close you need to hurry up because Hallows. you got to finish that book so we can start over again and I know. Oh, once I get to Deathly Hollows, I'll have it done in like three days. I promise you. I'm. I've been like craving that book for like months now. Mm -hmm. So I'm so ready to get to it. But I have to finish Half Blood first. Who is your number one? I feel like you're going to be a little disappointed. My number one is Sirius's death. Okay. Because again, Harry's reaction. Oh, I know. After he dies, we get like an entire chapter of like depressed Harry where he's just walking around Hogwarts, like not doing anything because he's so so sad. sad and depressed about it. Like that scene, like his reaction is sad. He tries to curse Bellatrix because of it because he's so angry. The movie is really sad, too. I'm just going to throw it out there. It's mm-hmm. really sad in the movie, too. And I feel like that always, like, skews my perception of it a little bit because that scene yeah. in the movie is very emotional. And then, like, Dumbledore's office and he's throwing things and breaking things and oh, is like, it's I my know. fault. This shouldn't have happened. And then you, like, find out about that mirror and, like, creature betraying him and, like, the whole thing could have oh, been it's prevented. it's so bad. It's just, like, so much, like, is, like, overwhelming when about he, that. When he opens the present, finds the mirror again. Yeah. Oh. It's so sad. 
That is a that's a big one. It's I and I feel like that death is also like fresh in my head because I just finished Order of the mm-hmm. Phoenix like a couple weeks ago and I just I sobbed when I read that entire chapter of him just like being depressed like the last chapter of the book. I, I will talk I will talk shit about characters forever, but like the minute that they die and we've mm-hmm. had them for a while, it's like I'm out. Like I'm done, yeah. I'm crying. And I'm it's upset. like it's Harry losing his last like really good parental Ugh. figure. So it's just like it's it's a lot. Mm-hmm. Not his last one, but, like, one of the really important parental that, yeah, that he, he had, was so you know? important like, to him. So it's, oh, I just, I feel bad for Harry. All of these deaths are because I feel bad for the people that mm-hmm. have to, like, go through it, you yeah. know? Oh, Katie. It's so sad. What a bummer. I know. <laughs> Let's what go on to something that's not as sad. Yeah. Me. So our next top five is going to be top five side plots. And we're kind of breaking it down this way. Because there's nothing really that is that much of a side plot. Everything is important to the story, of course. But, like, plotting Mm -hmm. the main course of the book, you know, each book, Yeah, there are some things that, like, okay, does this matter in the long run to understand? Mm -hmm. I suppose you could look at it this way. If it was left out of the movie, it's a side plot that I guess didn't really matter. Yep. So... Take that as you will. That's so good... that's that's kind of how we're defining it. It may or may not have been left out of the movies. That just popped into my head. Like, oh yeah, there are some definite things that were left out that were cool and important. Mm-hmm. So yeah. All right. How about you start this time with your number five? This one is a really small one, but mm-hmm. I've always been really intrigued by it. Is learning like the history of the ghosts in the series like you learn about like oh yeah um like the bloody baron and his history with like the gray lady and like all that that stuff that was so cool i that like i remember being so like i forgot about that about that when i read the book me too but that like that's so cool that she takes the time to even give these like characters who've been dead the entire series like a backstory just passing characters yeah like it that was really cool to me like the gray lady becomes important in the last book but to hear that she has this connection to like these other characters yeah. and you're just like the bloody baron's job is to like get peeves to stop doing stupid stuff but like hey he actually has a really tragic history is like oh really yeah. cool to me that is a really good one i didn't even think of that wow so good i get really excited every time i read that part of the book because i'm like oh this is so interesting See, i'm so excited about this because i feel like usually we're pretty like on the ball with each other like where we've got pretty similar lists but this time i think that they're going to be kind of different yeah my number five is uh, Regulus and Creature, mm. as well as just in general, anything to do with the black family history. You get a lot of that in yes. Order of the Phoenix, yes, and yes. I think it's so interesting, but specifically Regulus and Creature that got left out of the of the final films. Yeah. Uh, I Oh, I love it. We talked about Regulus before, but he is so tragic, and the story is so tragic, and it's like you get, like, a humanizing moment for Creature. Yeah. All of it is so good. Yeah. It's so juicy. It's just, it's, like, a really good, interesting little aside in, like, getting to where we need to go. I agree. I agree. That's my number four, is Regulus and Creature and the Black Family. Mm -hmm. In general, I put the Black Family, but, like, Regulus and Creature was what I had, like, in mind when Mm -hmm. I wrote that down. I wrote Black Family and then in parentheses Regulus and Creature. Yeah, (laughs) but I would also just, like, I am so interested in learning more about, like, the childhood in the Black House in general. Like, learning about, like, Sirius's, like, childhood 
Regulus's childhood and like their relationship and then their relationship with like Bellatrix. Just getting kind of like, like in depth into these like darker pure blood families. Yeah. I'm so into I it. would even go as far to say like all of the like sacred 28 Me, families. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the Malfoys and the Slughorns and like all of them. I'm I would it. love to learn about all of those families more. So yeah, I wrote down the Black family, but I'm taking it a step further and saying the sacred 28, like the pure blood. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so you said that was your number four. Yes. So my number four is any little tidbits we get about the first war with Voldemort. Oh, yes. I don't know if that super counts Ooh, as a side plot, but you get, that, you get but these little things that become important in certain books. These, like, Order of the Phoenix especially, I feel like. Yeah. There's a lot of kind of side plotty things in there. I agree. Yes. I love that. Oh, my God. Yes. I literally just thought of one. You did? That I didn't put on the list. You can just say it. I'm going to say, okay, honorable mention, the comeback of Gilderoy Lockhart. Yes. But I totally forgot about that one. Ooh. Just because I was thinking about Order of the Phoenix. I That's love that. That's a good one. St. Mungo's and, like, Gilderoy Lockhart coming back. Yeah. Very exciting. Anyway. Yeah. The first war with Voldemort is so interesting to me because I love the idea of, like, a, I'll say in quotations, a sane Voldemort. That's a really interesting, weird political war that I'm into, and you get this, like, post-rebirth, uh, only, like, a sliver of humanity left in him going absolutely nuts. Yeah. Like, in the books, you see that he, it, it is still a pretty political in movements, but it's, like, this first one seems so calculated. Yeah. So scary. You know, like, everything's really shadowy and really good. Yeah. But then this new one is just, like, explosions. I agree. So I'm so interested in this in this first war with Voldemort, and so any little tidbits, I just I love so much, and you never really you never really get that anywhere else. Such a good one. I've been saying for years and years and years that if she were to write new content, it's now after Fantastic Beasts, mm-hmm. I would want it to be about the first war Same. in some way. Yes. Like that's what I'm interested in. That's what I want. From Agree. Her. Oh, I love it. It's, okay. Oh, I'm so fascinated by it. Okay, my number three is the whole. Dumbledore and Grindelwald's history that we get. Okay, okay. That was gonna be on my list, but I thought I'm gonna hold out hope that that is not going to be a side plot anymore. Yeah. Because of Fantastic Beasts. So I left that out just because my hope is that the whole, the Dumbledore family and Grindelwald stuff is going to be taken care of in, like, full limelight. I know. I debated whether I should put it on my list or not, but I was like, in the context of the Harry Potter books, books one through seven, it is very much like a side plot. That's really good. So I was just like, if you're just looking at this from a Harry Potter standpoint, then it's a side plot that I'm very interested in. And I've really always appreciated, like... Rita Skeeter's like the life and lives of Albus Dumbledore. Oh, I want to read and that then whole book. Following, I want to read that whole that book. Like Grindelwald, like it's so good. It is. That is. I'm so excited for the potential. I mean, like I literally, too. fingers crossed. Knock on wood. I know everything that like this works out. Oh, okay, we're getting so close to the second. So part. close. So anyway, yeah. No, it, that was such an intriguing, and amazing part of the yeah. of the last book. Yeah. Oh, I love that so much. Ugh. All right, well, my number three, Umbridge versus McGonagall slash Umbridge versus the staff. Ooh, that's a good one. That one I feel like is more of a side plot than anything else I have yeah. on my list. It's kind of less integral to the whole thing. Um, but I, I love that in Order of the Phoenix. I do, too. I, I love it. 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 I know. It. It's just, it's more, like, fun. 
I yeah. think. One of the more fun ones, a little less dark. I mean, nothing in the book can really be that fun with Umbridge. Right. But... It's fun to see all the teachers come together to, like, try to get rid of her or to, like, overcome it's, her. It's you know? nice to feel, like, that the staff and the students are, like, united. Yeah. You know? I know. It's so fun to, like, see, like, Fred and George, like, pulling all these pranks and all the teachers are like, oh, darn. Just, oh, oh, like, shoot. just wonder who did that. Those students, Then just man. looking the Like, other it's way. so funny. Or they're like, can oh, you just so go good. get our headmistress and tell her we have this issue, please? Thanks. When it's like, it's so good. Mm-hmm. I love it. Those are some of my favorite oh, parts of that it's book. It's so good. Especially McGonagall. The part where, like... I love, I love it. The That's part where Umbridge... On that. The part where Umbridge is, like, um watching her, like, class or something yes. is my favorite. Yes. Because McGonagall is so sassy with her. And that you and I see love it. McGonagall come to Trelawney's aid when yes. she's been very clear since, like, two books ago that she didn't think divination was anything and that Sybil Trelawney was just a, a nut. A fraud. Yeah. Yeah, but, like, <laughs> she still, like, comes to her aid and Oh, it's, I like, love it. Like, the unifying force of, like, Hogwarts as a whole against Umbridge is so good to me. Oh, my God. So good to me. That is my favorite McGonagall book of all time. Oh, it's oh, a really so good one. Good. I have oh, so boy. much love and respect for Minerva McGonagall. Here's the thing. I feel like I get the chills so hard that my skin could fall off of my bones. <laughs> <laughs> when she yells, coward at Snape. I in lose my mind. Yes. Yes. But she does it in the book. Does and in the movie... Oh, when he, like, yeah, runs away. Yeah, and I love that. And, like, in the movie, you kind of get it, but I wish that they pumped up the volume on her audio on that, because you can barely hear it. Mm-hmm. It always bums me out. Yeah. Anyway, I love McGonagall, so I, that's that. She's, she's amazing. We'll talk about her again yeah. a little bit later here, but... Oh, I love her. You want okay. number two? Yes. My number two... I guess it's kind of relevant to the plot, but it's the whole thing with the Deathly Hallows, and specifically, like, the Peveril brothers, and, like, their history with, like, the story and how the Hallows came to be. We have, like, such different and interesting lists. Do we? I love it I'm listening to a lot of yours, and I'm like, those are such good side thoughts, and I I didn't even think of them. (laughs) I didn't even think about the Peveril stuff. Okay, keep going. Tell me more. I just, I really like it. Like, I know... The, I don't know, I feel like the movie kind of puts a different twist on the Hollows in that they keep focusing on them, and I know that after they learn about them in the book, like, Hermione's kind of like, well, we don't have to worry about these, whatever. But, mm-hmm. like, learning that history, like, learning that, like, the cloak is real and it got passed down all the way to Harry, that, like, he's related to the Peverils is, cool. is is so cool. Like, I don't know, I just, I think that's another really just fascinating part of, like, wizarding history that... She didn't have to put in there. It could have just been an old it's just fairy cool. tale. But it's just, it's cool. And it is, it's so good that it does have, like, a payoff when it's seen as, like, a distraction yeah. throughout, like, most of the book. Right. And that finally, like, Harry gets this vindication of, like, see, this is yeah. important. I love it. Yeah. The fucking book is named after them. So, like, oh, clearly they're important. So good. It's, it's so good. So good. Yeah, I really like that story. That I'm, was another one I got very excited about when I read. I really love it that, like, just the one, the wand, kind of, like, persevered throughout, yeah. like, history and myth. Mm-hmm. And that I think it is the coolest thing. I know that maybe it's not as satisfying to some people, 
But I love that Harry has all this knowledge of, like, these three things and, like, that he knows that he mm-hmm. possessed all of them at once and yeah. that he was mastered. All of this stuff. But Voldemort doesn't know anything about it. You assume. I mean, yeah. like, he's supposedly so smart about everything and I suppose as a young man devouring all this knowledge, whatever, that might have been something. But it's like, it's a kid's story. Who cares? Right. And it's the wand that matters out of any of it. Uh, But I I love that it's not relevant information really to do with him except for the stuff about the wand. But just that, like, Harry possesses... It's another example of Harry possessing this knowledge that Voldemort doesn't have, and I think it's so cool. I know. I think it's so cool. It's awesome. I know. It, like, feeds into that all scene in Deathly Hollows that I also really love right before Voldemort dies when they're just kind of, like, circling each other in the Great Hall. And Harry's like, you're an idiot, basically, to him. Like, it's one of my favorite parts of the book. And it all relates to the Deathly Hollows because he's like, you don't know what you're doing. And it's so good. I'm about to explode. Like I've had a like I've had a sour warhead. Okay. <laughs> I have so much love and appreciation <laughs> for that last book. I love it so much. Okay, my number two mm-hmm. was a really important side plot to me as a young one and uh, an old one today. <laughs> Stalking Draco Malfoy. Oh my god! Is such an important <laughs> side plot to me. Again, I feel like really. It's like, I guess, not super relevant. It's like we didn't need to have Harry stalking him in the movie because we can just peek in and see him doing stuff. Who cares, whatever. But it's like this, like, dumb kid villain that doesn't mean shit now that Voldemort's back. Okay, suddenly, could he be the real deal? Yeah. Is he a Death Eater? Is something actually going to happen? And so then there's all this kind of, like, Harry's just... Being nuts, being crazy, whatever. But then in the end, like, kind of. Yeah. Kind of there is something. And that he, like, brought about Dumbledore's death. And that, like, this little shit became, like, a real player in the game. When you think, like, thinking about everything else, like, outside of Hogwarts, it's like, this is, like, kid stuff. And then we've got, like, a real adult war going on that Harry is being dragged into. You think Draco Malfoy would be left in the dust. Yeah. But no, he gets pulled along, too. And I just, it's so good to see that, like, this dumb kid villain where they were just, like, angry at each other, being 12, calling each other their arch nemesis. Yeah. And tickling each other in front of the whole school. (laughs) The dueling club. (laughs) like that this is real now i know oh i love it it's so good i totally agree and it's like cool that like in the book it's like for a long time it's phrased as like harry having this obsession over nothing yeah and a lot of people are like you're focusing on this for no reason and then it turns out to be like a big i told you so moment for harry it's so good so good that's like the best part of that book is everybody like harry we gotta focus on voldemort and he's like i know guys but malfoy like it's so he's up to something it's so it's my favorite favorite thing. Okay. Are we both at number one now? We are at number one. What is your number one? My number one is pretty much the entire plot of Prisoner of Azkaban. Like, the whole, like, Sirius being a prisoner and, uh, oh, he's bad, and then he's not bad. That is really The whole thing with, like, Sirius and Peter and the Marauders and 
all of that. Yeah, all like, of Prisoner of Azkaban. As, it's all just one big umbrella. As, a, as an overarching yeah. like plotline, Prisoner of Azkaban does kind of step out to the side. Yeah, so it's like the entirety of that book, pretty yeah. much, just everything that goes down is my number one because wow. it takes up an entire novel. It does, and it's really good. It is a good. Side it's a step. good plot twist the first time you read it. Too. Yeah, so oh, that's why it's love my it. number one. My number one is the Crouch family. That's a really good one. I'm so upset that I didn't think of that one until you mentioned it. Mm-hmm. It's a very good one. I love it. And we've I know we've talked about this in a previous podcast that I don't remember. Yeah. But we talked about like what a dark and weird twist yeah. that that was and hearing the whole thing of him like just spouting off like everything that he did and everything that happened is so like with oh like no emotion he's just like spewing it out it's like it's so good it's so scary such a it's weird so and upsetting i love it it's amazing i yes. love it i get so excited every time i read that part of the book because i always forget about it until mm-hmm. i read it and then i'm like oh that's right it's a plot twist that keeps on twisting yeah yeah it's just yeah <laughs> seriously it's just like taking so many turns like, it's like a plot twist. You're like, oh, okay, I didn't see that coming, but now I see where it's going. And then it's like, just kidding. It's not going that way. Like, it just... Oh, it's so good. It is so good. I okay. love it. Let's move on to our next one. We want to uh, rank the parental figures for Harry. And we both created a list of, and funny how it happens, seven candidates. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Uh, of who could count for that. So we have the same people that we're working with. We're not going to try and debate it out like last time. We're just going to Just list for them. fun. So we're just going to list them. So for this one, do you want to go? Yeah, I think we'll just go right up. Okay. You should start. Okay, so I have the Dursleys at the very bottom. Mm-hmm. They suck. Followed by Dumbledore. <laughs> Followed by Lupin. And then McGonagall. And then Hagrid, and then Sirius, and then the Weasleys at number one. Ours differed. It starts. Really? It's it starts and ends kind of the same. All right, number seven. I have the Dursleys. <laughs> Next, Dumbledore. <laughs> Next, Sirius. Sirius. I think he did a bad job. <laughs> Four, Lupin. I feel like they're kind of tied for me. Yeah, same. But Lupin, I feel like just a little bit more because he was maybe a teeny bit more responsible. Yeah. Three, Hagrid. Two, McGonagall. Number one, the Weasleys. Yeah. Duh. The Weasleys are number the one. The Weasleys are number one, always. <laughs> the Dursleys are the bottom, always. Yeah. So is Dumbledore. He just did a bad. He did a bad. <laughs> He put him in danger so many times when it wasn't necessary. I feel like I put Sirius higher because, well, I don't know. He wasn't a very good, like, authoritative parental figure, mm-hmm. but he had a really good relationship with Harry, and he True. was, like, really important to him, so yep. that's why I have him higher. Agree. I just, I kind of did the, okay, who's looking out for him yeah. the best way? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. And I had Lupin lower just because I was like, I feel like he doesn't do as much for Harry as a lot of the others do in like a parental way. That's true, but that's kind of why he's up above. (laughs) Yeah, for For me. (laughs) The stuff that he does do is really good. Yeah. Except for that last bit in the last book, but that's okay. We don't have to talk about that. The movies didn't talk about it, so neither will we. (laughs) Oh, that's a good side plot, too. That was a good twist. Like, oh, okay. Yeah, you want to come with us now? No. 
be a dad. Yeah, you're, seriously. With your Jesus Christ. dumb wife and your weird relationship. That whole relationship <laughs> is just so bad. Okay. <laughs> All right. Our next is we're going to be ranking the unforgivable curses by how scary they are to us. <laughs> so I think we can just kind of go, I think, top to bottom, I think is probably pretty good. Okay. And then we'll just talk about it. Okay. I'll start with this one. Here's how scary they are to me. Number one most scary to me is Imperial. Oh, really? Second is Crucio. Three is Avada Kedavra. What about you? I'm almost the same. I had Crucio at the top, okay. followed by Imperio, and then Avada Kedavra at the bottom. Here's the thing about that. It's painless. Why am I scared? <laughs> right. Yeah. Like, you'd think that, like, like killing I don't, would be the number one. I don't want to die. Like, I don't want to die. But yeah, if I had to pick a way to go, oh my god, it's like it's like going it's quick to, and painless. It's like dying in your sleep. I feel like that's yeah. like the that's like the real life way I'd love to go. <laughs> right, just of not even those knowing. three, it's the one that I would want to mm-hmm. experience. Not the most, I guess, because like I don't want to die, but I would rather like I don't no, want to be it. tortured or be like taken control of. So mm-hmm. <laughs> that's my only other option. Then I'll take it. I have a really low pain tolerance, mm-hmm, so Crucio's really scary to me. But I really don't like the idea of not being in control of myself. Yeah, that is really scary to me. So that's why that one is number one. But it's number close. One. It's just that it it peaks up a little bit more just because that is like one of the scarier yeah things to me. Yeah, I think I just put Crucio at the top. I agree though. Like both of them are very scary, but I put Crucio at the top just because like the like idea of like experiencing that extreme amount of pain is really scary to me. And you look at like situations like Neville's parents and see like how Ooh, much that can yeah. like ruin people. Mm-hmm. Like it's like you'd be better off dead than like living that life that Neville's parents have. You know. Yeah. So it's like that's why I put it at number one. I think the description that we get in Goblet of Fire, if I'm remembering it right, is just that you're aware of what's happening and it's forcing you to feel like it's good and it's right to just keep going. For and Imperial? That, yeah, and that yeah. you have to fight against that. That really skeeves me out. Yeah. I am not a fan of that at all. Mm-hmm. I d- oh, it's icky. These are bad for a reason, y'all. This is yeah. not good. It's it's terrifying. But not all too of different. these are scary curses, but... Yikes. I don't like them. No, I don't They're like so them. dark. <laughs> Ooh, yucky. Ooh, but if I had to pick one, just kill me. <laughs> yeah, if I had to pick one, just don't play with me, don't hurt me, just kill me. <laughs> That's my policy on anything paranormal. I'm like, if there's a ghost or a demon in my house, I'm like, just kill me. I know you have to do it. Please just, just do it. Get it don't torture me first. Just get it out of the way. <laughs> oh my god. Alright. Our next one. This is not to ruffle any feathers. This is a top five for us. So it's all going to be positive. Yes. I'm making that pact with you right now. It's going to be positive. Pinky yes. promise. Here we go. Pinky promise. We won't talk Ting. about any that we don't like. Canon relationships. Yes. We're sticking to the path of canon for now. Just because we don't want to be too rude. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you can start with number five. My number five is Lily and James. Why? I 
I like them. I think they're cute. <laughs> I, mean, I obviously, like them. I don't even really have, like, a good reason why. You just I just like them? I just like them. I think they're cute. Like, <laughs> I don't really like James that much on his own. I really don't. Like, of all the Marauders besides Peter, he's the one that I like the least. <laughs> Peter. But, like... <laughs> but, like... I like him when he's paired with Lily, Mm -hmm. if that makes sense. I like married and, like, father James. I don't like young James, so I like his life with Lily. (laughs) I like them as a couple. I don't really like them away from each other. Mm -hmm. So, they're my number five. My number five. Oh, I love them so much. Cho and Cedric. They're my number four. Oh, I love them so I know. much. They're so cute. I love them. They're just so cute and they make me happy. It's so tragic. I and know. Cho Chang doesn't get treated like a person after that, and I don't like no. it. No. Oh, she gets treated so badly. I totally agree. Their relationship is so good. I love it. You get like nothing them. out of it, but like they seem it's so, so sweet. happy feely, and they really like each other. And, and the it's just I- cute. The idea that like you see kind of how she wants to be and that she just wants to be like cutesy fun romantic and i'm like can you imagine beautiful cedric walking in the snow with cho chang like i just i love it so much i know they're so cute yeah they were my number four i really like them my number four is molly and arthur I feel like you just kind of have to put them in there. Oh, they're my number one. So, yeah. <laughs> no, wait. They're my number two. Sorry. They're my I number was going to say, I know what your number one is without <laughs> even having to talk about it. They're my number two. Okay. They're my number two. What's yes, your I, number? Okay. I oh, no. You already said what your number four was. Yes. Number three. My number three is Bill and Floor. Ooh. Okay. I love them. <laughs> I love them, too. I love all of them. That's all I have to say about any of these shits. Me, too. It's just like, they're just cute. Like, they're... Kind of unexpected. I was a little weirded out by it the first time I read the books. Yeah. And I, I, I honestly feel like more of what made me like them is because I've read a lot of cute, like, fan fiction about them that I've really enjoyed. Aww. Just, like, cute little fluffy, like, <laughs> Bill and Floor, and it's really sweet. My number three is Harry and Ginny. I, oh. They're not on my list. She said it. Yeah. I, they would have been my number six if I had had a number six yeah. spot. Even though I I have some, I don't know, complicated feelings about this ship as a whole just because of how, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Not like other girls, Ginny is presented that way. Yeah. It makes my feelings about it more complicated. But I like the way that they kind of grow into each other and that they are kind of a good match because yeah. she's like, she has she has nothing no thoughts about him being a celebrity anymore and just, like, right. won't take shit. I know. And I think that that's pretty great. I know. I feel like if <laughs> if we hadn't talked about them as much in our class, they probably would have been high on my list. Mm-hmm. But Because I used to be a really big fan of them, but, I don't know, after we talked a lot about how screwed over Cho gets in, like, the development of Harry and Ginny's mm-hmm. relationship, then I was kind of like, I'm not as about it anymore. I just, Plus, I ship Harry with other people, which we may so. or may not ever talk yeah. about. But, like, <laughs> so <laughs> that also takes away from it a little bit. But, yeah. They're not bad, though. They're... They're a good couple. Like, they're good for each other. I, I just wish are. it hadn't come about the I way just, it had, like, you know? If I just take them as they are, I can really appreciate it. But I have complicated feelings around it just because of, one, the not-like-other-girls complex that happens. Yeah. And, two, I'm not a fan of the kind of, like, Lily and James round two. 
yeah, it becomes. I know. But if it's just the two of them, I'm looking at their personalities, and they really like each other, and they're sweet, and I like them. Yeah. Aww. Yeah, they're cute. <laughs> they suck at naming kids, but, like, <laughs> they're a good couple besides that. Okay, so my number two is Molly and Arthur. Yeah. They're just a good match. I, you know they're I mean? so sweet. The part in like Half Blood when Molly reveals that he calls her Molly Wobbles. I know. So cute. I know. Oh man, we don't like even see that much like cuteness between them ever in no. the books. But it's just like they're they made a great family and they were young and in love. Like they got married during yeah. the time of the first war. Like it was a very like rushed like marriage kind of that like worked out for them. And it's just like, they have a cute story. This list has been and so like sweet him. and I'm very worried about my number two now. What's <laughs> Oh no. Bellatrix and Voldemort. I'm just Shut kidding. <laughs> Shut up. Close though. It's Lucius and Narcissa. <laughs> oh, I didn't even think of them. What a handsome couple. They are, though. Oh, God. I don't know. So, I just, I really, I'm really into the Malfoy family thing. Yeah, I was going to say, we've already talked about how much mm-hmm. we love the Malfoy family. And I, I think it, More to come on that, for yeah, sure. Yeah, it's like, just, it, they, they're like the, they're like the same coin as, like, Molly and Arthur to me. Yeah. Very fiercely protective of their family. Yes. It's a serious deal, but I don't know, I just, like, sometimes I just think about them strolling in a park like it's the 1800s. Yeah. All fancy. I know. Eating little tea cakes. I know. Just makes me happy. <laughs> Traditional English family. <laughs> so stupid. I know. I don't know why they're so high. I just, when There's I was a, making this, I was like, okay. It's sweet, it's though. And I feel like I've heard a lot of people kind of be like, the Malfoys don't have a good home life. Shut like, I've heard down. people be like, Shut they're an arranged marriage. Down. And like... Okay, we, but so what if it is? Yeah. First, I know. That was like what I was going to say. First of all, <laughs> I don't know. I've just heard lots of people say really nasty things about the Malfoys, like, as a family. Like, I've heard people be like, you know that Lucius, like, abused Draco. And I'm like, oh. no, he didn't. What are you talking about? Like, they're a good family. They Just all in love a bad each way. other. <laughs> like they're all—they're not great people, but they all love each other they and they do. have a good like family dynamic. Mm-hmm. So, I'm side note: I love the Malfoys. I side support note. that. Okay. <laughs> and our number ones are definitely the same. It's Ron and Hermione. Oh, I love. I love so much. <laughs> I will fight anybody who pairs either of them with anybody else. <laughs> they're so good. They are so good. Why would Joe Wayne try and say that? I don't know. I really hate that she did that. It makes me so angry every time I think about it. I'm like, you know what? You wrote these characters, but you don't know anything about them. I just, it makes me nuts because I'm like, no, but you've done, you've been planning this from day one. Like, it's right. in Sorcerer's Stone. I know. So it's like, why are you taking back your word after writing seven books about their relationship? I don't like, get it. Jeez. And not to, like, dunk on any Harry Hermione people. I no. I get it. I totally yeah. understand it. I know. For a long time, when I was, like, little, like, yeah, I thought me that, too. like, Harry and Hermione were going to be the it couple. Like, for sure. Me too. But I love Ron and Hermione together. I do they have They had a really tumultuous... And I feel like, here's the thing, I feel like a lot of people who don't like this ship are like, okay, but it was so, like, nasty for a long time. And to that I say, they were 14. <laughs> yeah, they were teenagers. And even when you think, oh, they're so adult because it's almost the last book. It's high school. Still 16. It's high school. Like, it's like really equivalent a, of, like, a sophomore or junior in yeah. high school. Like, you were not. Right. I feel like it was very, you know, 
normal. It was like a very typical like high school relationship. It was really good. Like the awkward, like I like you. I don't know what to do about it. And it like grew into this really great thing. It, it, I really like I it. Love I them. love them. I think they're a great <laughs> couple. They're my number one, always and forever. So our last list is ranking the movie soundtracks. Did you include Fantastic Beasts in your list, the soundtrack? I Fantastic didn't, Beasts? but I do really love it. Okay. I think it is hashtag iconic. <laughs> I agree. I love it, but I wanted to keep mine just to the just okay. to the eight. Yeah, just because okay. I'm that's a fine. I put like mine that. in the list just because I wasn't sure if we were going to do that or not. Was but it I'll, high I'll or just, low? It was high. It was like it's my a third. really good soundtrack. It was my number three out of wow. nine. So like, I really love the Fantastic Beast soundtrack. I love it so much. We'll leave it out for this sake, but I really liked it. It's a really good one. I'm really excited to see like what happens Ooh, with it in, I know. like, the upcoming movies. I'm excited to hear, like, how the sound changes depending on location, because it seems like we're gonna be hopping around a lot yeah. throughout this series. Yeah. So I'm excited to hear, like, Parisian Fantastic Beasts, as opposed to the kind of, like, I don't know, a lot, like, Jacob's songs sound like, yeah. um, what's that? Oh, what is it? Randy Newman. Oh, like, Yeah. <laughs> Like it's it's that same kind of thing, and yeah. that feels really kind of uniquely like oh, that's like Americana to me. Yeah, because I'm a baby. We're in our twenties, and we're so fresh. And so yeah. like that feels kind of like classic. Like oh yeah, so it's gonna be interesting to see kind of like what the new spin on it is gonna be. Yeah, I'm interested. I know. I knew that. Like even before like that movie came out, I knew that that soundtrack was gonna be good because it's James Newton Howard who did it, and I really like some of the other movies mm-hmm. he's done. He did the Hunger Games soundtracks, Ooh. and I love the Hunger Games soundtracks. I didn't know that. Or he did Catching Fire and then the Two Mocking Days. I don't mm-hmm. think he did the first one, but like I really like that music, so I knew it would be good. I almost just started doing my Katniss President Snow impression. <laughs> oh, no, <laughs> no. Oh boy, <laughs> it's so bad it almost came out of me. Okay, <laughs> let's move on before okay. I get deep into that. So, do we want to start bottom to top? Bottom for this to one? top, okay. for sure. Okay, I'll start. Okay. I don't like to do it again. <laughs> but you're going to. Just come out with it. I don't like the soundtrack for Prisoner of Azkaban. <laughs> yes. It's too weird and chaotic and different, and I don't like it. Yep. And it's not just that it's like, okay, I don't like it because it's different. I'm, I, don't, I don't appreciate I can appreciate that it was a very artistic, stylistic movie. Okay, moving mm-hmm. on from it, though, not my cup of tea. Yeah. I, I will attribute this to... Okay, I said this to you before. Mm. A window to the past <laughs> is a bop. <laughs> but <laughs> the whole... The rest of the soundtrack I'm not a fan of. And I feel like what kills it for me always is the Night Bus song. It's so chaotic. And I get it. Listen, I get it. But it hurts to listen to, so I don't like it. Like, it. it literally, like, hurts your ears. It like, hurts it's, me. It's like nails on a chalkboard. It's so it's bad. It's so bad. 
Ugh. I here's a side note about that. <laughs> the orchestra. I work for like our state's orchestra. Like that's the job that I do. Mm-hmm. And every year for the last three years, they've been doing concerts where they've played like the Harry Potter soundtracks. And this year, I'm going to their concert, and they're doing the third movie soundtrack. Oh. And it's like they play the movie, and then the orchestra sits Which below is the screen, so cool. and they like play the soundtrack as the movie plays. And I'm very excited for it because I'm really interested to see like how they actually make those sounds, like what instruments yeah. they use to like make those sounds. It'll be an interesting one to go to, I think. Because the music is so weird. Can you score me tickets to any upcoming ones? Yeah, for sure. Give me a certain... <gasps> oh, I mean, they only do them once a year. So like, I know, the next Harry I mean, Potter one yeah. won't be for um, like a year from now. But know, if but you can have... We? Yeah, can we for sure. Together? Can you get me free tickets? I don't know if I can discounted get Discounted tickets. I can get us discounted tickets, yeah. Hell yeah! We... Give me the movie. Because they're down. doing them in order. I'm so down. like. Next year it'll be four, and then it'll be five. So just tell me what one you want to go to, or what ones. Let's go I'll... to all of them. Okay. <laughs> I'm cool with it. Katie, I love you. Okay. Let's do it. They do, like, they do tons of, like, movies and music concerts every that. year. Like, this year they're also doing the first Star Wars. They're doing Jurassic Park. They're doing a ton of them. So, like, if you want to go to literally any of them, I will go with you. I'm flailing like a baby who just <laughs> saw Cheerios. I'm so excited. <laughs> yeah, my sister and I this year are going to the third Harry Potter, Jurassic Park, and Beauty and the Beast. Like, Aww. the Disney Beauty and the Beast. And I'm really excited for those. Ooh. Star Wars was sold out. Otherwise, I would have done that yeah, one instead. But, course. like, oh, man, I'm super pumped. So, anyway, that was a side note. Love but I'm it. really excited to see, like, the actual, you'll, like, orchestra, yeah, like, to playing. Let us know. I don't think they'll let me record, but if they do, I will like try to get videos of it and like show it to you because it'll be cool to like, see the take orchestra Take a mental play note it. of like what instruments look like they're being played. Yeah, I'm really excited. So anyway, is that your number eight as well? It is not. It <gasps> is. It's my number seven. Okay. My number eight is Goblet of Fire, and Ooh, here's this why. was a toss up for me too. Here's why. If you blame it on can you dance like a hippogriff? No, I, I won't. will murder you. I won't. I won't. <laughs> it is because in that entire movie, you don't hear Hedwig's theme. Oh, once. yeah, yeah, yeah. In that entire yep. movie, it doesn't open with Hedwig's theme like all of the other ones do, and I'm so angry about it. And like, I think the only track in that movie that I actually really like is the music that plays in the graveyard scene. And other than that, I don't even like the soundtrack that much for the fourth movie. It's just so different and out there and weird. Yeah. So that's it's my number. four. Eight. Prisoner is my number seven. Okay. Goblet of Fire is my number seven. Now, I'm going to make a note of this to myself if I'm very wrong on if this is a completely different movie, but the reason that Goblet of Fire to me got it was because in my head, the the song that's playing at the end of the graveyard part doesn't go like, bum, 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 bum. Isn't that right? Maybe. When he's like, yeah! Oh. <laughs> Probably have to leave this in now. Cause that was sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> this is like we towed it back a little bit from what our usual Harry Potter conversations. Yeah. Are like. This is feeling like, a little more this, real right now. This is like what our Harry Potter conversations are actually like. It's filled with all these like screaming and like singing <laughs> and just like okay chaotic. Now stuff. I really do have to find this. So if I I just like uh, we're such babies and I don't think anybody would ever really listen to this. But I've been hearing that Warner Brothers is getting nasty to Harry Potter fans. So. I'm gonna I'm gonna pull this up and listen to it, but I'm gonna cut it out just because. Okay. Just because. Anyway, I was close enough to being right. Yeah. Okay. It's, it's good music. We're back into it now. 
yes, I'm correct. (laughs) I love that song so much. It fills me with excitement. That, like, so that's why it's above Prisoner of Azkaban for me. And also, even though, okay, I will say this. That Yule Ball song. I hate it so much. Yeah. It keeps me up at night. It makes my skin crawl. Yeah. However, it is the, I think maybe the wildest twist in any Harry Potter movie is that the da, 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 can strike fear in you when you see it a second time or more. That 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 song fills me with a dread that I cannot even put words to. That song is triggering to me. Here's a fun (laughs) side story. Like, we, my sister and I went to Universal Studios not that long ago, and they have like a frog choir show Yes. that you can go to, and one of the songs that, that they sing is He's that one. song. And as soon as they started doing it, I was like, I can't, I can't, I have to abort, go. abort, I don't want to be here anymore. <laughs> that song is so triggering to yeah. me. Like, I, oh, because that scene is so sad. It's very upsetting. So, I don't know, I don't like a lot of this soundtrack, but oh, the Voldemort song. Yeah, that whole thing's really good. As is that scene in that movie, which makes it have like a bit of a saving grace for me. I think that was above Prisoner of Azkaban yeah. for me in my list. So yeah, I know that one is just at my bottom because I'm really mad about not hearing Hedwig's theme at all in that movie. But I, I agree it. that that graveyard scene song is very good. <sighs> yeah, very spooky. Yeah. Very good. So, anyway. So, okay, our eight and seven are out of the way. We're agreement that Goblet and Prisoner are at the bottom mm-hmm. again, just like they are in everything else. <laughs> okay. What is your number six? Chamber of Secrets. <gasps> Mine, too. Oh, okay. Good. <laughs> there are some songs in there that I really like. Duh. And I'm, like, blanking on how the melody goes, but you know the one. Yeah. What does it go like? Oh. The Dueling Club one? No. Oh. No. It's that one where it's like, oh shit. Okay, it's the song that goes da 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 da. It's that spooky yeah. one. Yeah. But I'm, I'm not putting the melody yeah, yeah, yeah. right to No, now, now I know. I know what one you're talking about. Yeah. That one's real good to me. I know. It's a, it's a very good spooky, spooky kind of soundtrack, but again, low at the list because it doesn't have a lot of iconic hits. Yeah. So that was number six for you, too. It was number six for me. What's your number five? My number five is Half-Blood Prince, which I feel kind of bad about because, in general, I really love that soundtrack a lot. Okay. But, I don't know, I draw a lot of parallels with it to Order of the Phoenix soundtrack, which is higher for me. So I just put it lower for that reason because there are a lot of, like, songs that are very similar in those two soundtracks, and I put Half-Blood lower than Order. Mm-hmm. I still really like that soundtrack a lot. My, like, five and up for me are all hard. I know. Except for my number one, but, like, my, like, two through, like, five were really mm-hmm. tough. So I felt bad putting that one as low as I did, but I did what I did anyway. <laughs> my number five is Deathly Hallows Part One. Okay. I love a lot of the music in that one. Mm-hmm. I really do. Because that one is the ministry song. Yes. Okay. I love the That's really song. good. Yeah. And all of it's real good, the mm. end, but like it doesn't have as many, I feel like, to me, songs that I'm like, yes, 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 yes. That one I put higher because Obliviate, the like opening song oh, that plays yeah. when it shows the three of them at their separate mm-hmm. houses, 
hurts my heart every time I listen to it. I'm so yeah. in love with it. So I put that one higher for that specific reason. Okay. But I agree, that one's not much higher. Mm-hmm. It's like in the middle of my list. What's your number four? My number four is Deathly Hollows Part 2. Okay. Pretty, I mean, same reason. I mean, I there are a lot that I love in that soundtrack. Mm-hmm. But, like, the other ones just have songs that I like even more. Yeah. I really love Lily's theme, the one that, like, opens the movie with her, like, singing or whatever. Yeah. And that one, like, repeatedly shows up in that movie during, do, like, different I scenes. Really and like I really that. like that. Um, but I don't know. I feel like the musical moments in Deathly Hallows Part 2 that really get to me are when they bring in first movie music. Yeah. So that's why I have that lower. Because, okay. like, the music they wrote for that movie is great, but it's not the stuff that sticks out when I think of that mm-hmm. movie, you okay. know? All right, that was your number four? Yes. Okay. My number four, this may be shameful, <laughs> I'm feeling a little bit of shame about it, is Sorcerer's Stone. Is it really? I love it. It's all the songs. Yeah. It's Harry Potter. Like, that's it. Mm-hmm. But it's not one I'm seeking out to listen to a lot of the time. Yeah. So it's up there. It's halfway. Yeah. But it's, it's not, not like I choose one. to listen to that one the most. Yeah. So many of the songs are everything, though. Yeah. Everything, all of it. Can I just go back for a second? I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. I just remembered this because we were talking about vocals with Deadly Hallows Part 2. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I know it's everybody's thing. I know it's everybody's favorite. But I have no time for the frog choir. No, me neither. Okay, me neither. that's me it. Neither. I just had to say, I just remembered that that song existed. Nope, I, I hate that. I hate that. Okay. All right. Number three. My number three is Deathly Hollows Part One. Okay. Because of the opening song. Yes. <laughs> What's your number three? My number three is Deathly Hollows Part Two. Okay. Okay. Higher than number one because, okay, I get it. We're doing it off of, yes. The song at the end is from a different movie originally, but it's still in the soundtrack, so it counts to me. Mm-hmm. Um, the Lily stuff, the little vocalizations, I feel like add a lot of tension. Mm-hmm. I like it. Um, and that da 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 da. Yeah, was, oh, oh. Holy yes. shit! Yeah, I don't yeah, know yeah, why yeah. that gets to me so hard, but, like, I cry all the time, and then I can hear McGonagall, like, getting the statues to go. That yeah. ruins me every time. Yeah. Every that, time. That so that one's really up there really high for one. me. Yeah. I know. I had a really hard time choosing which of the Deathly Hollows I wanted to put higher. I had a really hard time with this list in general. I did, too. I did, too. Okay, moving okay. on to number two. My number two is Order of the Phoenix. Okay. You can just say your number one now. My number one is Sorcerer's Stone, always and forever. I get it, I get it's it. It's the one. And there, uh, that one is the one that I seek out to listen to the wow. most. Wow, okay. It is. I listen to it a lot because it makes me emotional. Like, the original Hedwig's theme is so good. It is Leaving so Hogwarts, good. the one that plays boy at the oh, end of the movie. Boy, oh. And... My favorite track of all time to ever be in a Harry Potter movie is the fucking chess game song. It's so good. It is so best. It is my favorite track of all time out of all the movies. It is my favorite one. That's killer. That one's my number one. But Order of the Phoenix is a very close second at number two, mostly because Umbridge's theme is perfect. I can't even stand it. Oh my god. And the fireworks music, too, yeah. is really good. I have for my number two Half-Blood Prince. I don't know why. 
that soundtrack is so good to me. It is very good. That yes. soundtrack is so cool and weird. Yeah. That that had uh the what's that song called? In Noctum? Yes. Oh, that's a good one. That's a really good one. And I really like the like Harry and Hermione one and mm-hmm. whatever the Malfoy one is. Malfoy's mission. That's the I one. Love that that one. one's really good. It's just like I don't know, there's something about it that I feel like is a really I don't know, it captures one of the good qualities to me about that movie. Yeah. Is the kind of very light mm-hmm. tinkliness. Yeah. That I feel like needs to go along with that movie just because it is, it, you're on kind of pins and needles about a lot of stuff. Yeah. So I feel like they're, I don't know. But anyway, yeah. we could talk about the reasons why I don't appreciate that movie forever. Right. But I feel like some of the, some of the time they get it right, some of the time they don't. But the kind of non-teen aspects of that movie, like do kind of tonally have some stuff right. I feel like the yeah. Slughorn stuff's really good. Yep. Yep. I feel like kind of the cave situation got handled well. Bad. Yeah. But like, uh, I don't know, the, I just think of the Slughorn stuff and like the Slug Club song oh, is the so slugs. good. Oh, yes. Oh, I'm kind boy. of regretting putting that one so low on my list. No, it's Because okay. I do, I love that soundtrack so, so, so it's much. It's just such a weird one and I think it was, it was one of the first ones that I got digitally. Because yeah. the rest I always got on little um, CDs from my boombox. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For yeah. my interpretive dancing alone in my house <laughs> <laughs> yeah. as a child. But Ooh, this was one where man. I remember, like, I'd, I'd have it on my iPod and I'd listen to it on the bus. I still listen to it on the bus. <laughs> like, when I'm on the bus on the way to work, yeah. I have a Spotify playlist that's just all the Harry Potter soundtracks and I listen to it a ton. Yeah. I love the music. I just think, I think, like, the one of the most winning parts about Half-Blood Prince is the soundtrack to me, so it's really it's high like up there. It's like the only redeeming part of that Yeah, because I just love it so much, but turns out anything to do with Tom Riddle on that soundtrack is boring, so who cares, I guess. Yeah. And the number one to me is Order of the Phoenix. I really Oof, love that Umbridge's soundtrack. theme gets it for me every it, time. It's so good. I feel like I really like the, um kind of the dueling music at the ministry, too. Yeah! And I like the music that plays during, like, the possession when Harry's, like, getting yeah, possessed. Yeah, that's I good. Really like I was that. about to say just a compliment to whoever was in charge of, like, the sound mixing and stuff. Mm-hmm. The lack of music in the Dumbledore versus Voldemort fight and the clarity of all the yes. sound effects treats me so nice. Yes. <laughs> I love it yes. so much. Yes, I really love that soundtrack. I just think the sound of that entire movie is really good to me. I like it a lot. I and really I think do the too. soundtrack is really strong. I do too. I agree. The same guy composed both five and six, like those two soundtracks. Mm. So. I, I find a lot of parallels in them, and yeah. I really like them both a lot, so they're very good. Wow. We went for a long time today. We did. There's quite a bit of stuff to cut out, but... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we... This was a longer one. 
I'm so, happy. I am too. I knew I it would love, because I love these, doing the lists. I know. I, think it's so I fun. know. If you guys have any suggestions for other like ratings and rankings and lists that yeah, you want to see, what you want to see us like get into? Yeah, like these are really fun for us. It's really fun for us to like come into a podcast not knowing what the other person is going to say. It's I so think fun. like it makes it exciting for us to like record because it's like I know what I want to say, but I have no idea what you're going to talk about. Yeah, so it's really cool. I, yeah, there's so much that we could do, and I feel like we kind of tiptoed on the line today of one that we've been maybe wanting to do, but I'm too chicken shit to get into it because I don't, I don't want this to be alienating to everybody, Yeah. Um, but our favorite non-canon ships, I feel like we're yeah. slowly inching we're, closer to. I think we'll have to do it at some point because there's so mm. much to say about it. But we'll yeah. just talk, maybe we'll just talk about which ones we like and not get into which ones we don't like. Yeah, I think that's mean. <laughs> yeah. It's hard, though. It's tough. It is tough. But so, I think it would be yeah. fun. On to, you guys let us know. If there's anything you don't want us to talk about because it'll offend you too much, then let us know so we don't make you mad. But I don't we, know. We if you're going to ask me to stop talking about the Prisoner of Azkaban movie, I'm not going to. <laughs> That's just something you're going to have to deal with. We won't drag it through the mud in every podcast. We've talked about the movies quite a bit now. Mm-hmm. I would just say avoid listening to our movie commentary for the third one if you really oh, like Oh, that just one. for the third one? I was just going to say just no. For the, just for the third one. Just for the Because the other one. ones that will shit over, everybody shits on them. So it's fine. But, like, <laughs> that one we're going to shit on and people are going to get mad about it. Yeah, maybe skip that one if you're not a fan of our opinions. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But there's, there's like, so many more lists we can do, and it's so fun and, like, a good way to just, yeah. like, kind of talk it out and get into some fun topics that we right. wouldn't normally until we kind of get into the books again. Yeah. So. so let us know what you think, if there are any lists or topics that you'd want us to cover. Yeah. I'm going to plug it. Oh, my God. Please follow us and interact with us on Twitter. Please, please, please. I f- I'm f- I'm feeling sad we having have, to beg so much. I don't know if you guys realize how many plans we have for what we want to do on Twitter, but, like, we have to wait until we get a good following to do it. So, like, please, we want to do polls and stuff like that. So, like, follow us. Tell your friends who are Potterheads to follow us, too. Yeah. We've got... <laughs> six... <laughs> followers on Twitter right now. Um, if we get to one 10, of them we're going to start... Three of them are my friends that I bullied into following <laughs> us. So, like, please. Please. This is embarrassing and sad. <laughs> please follow us on I'll Twitter. say this. If we get to 10 on Twitter, then then we'll start doing some stuff with it. <laughs> and then and then maybe... And then maybe more people will follow us. Yeah. So, I know that it's not a fun and inviting place, but I said this last time, it's very discouraging for me to get no votes on polls that I put up, so it makes me sad to do it. But yeah, maybe I'll post some, like, I don't know, like, fun little discussion prompts and see if anything yeah, comes we can Yeah, we can start posting other stuff. Maybe if we're more active on there, yeah. then people will start to follow more. All right, too. okay, I get it. It's our bad, too. But, like, please follow <laughs> us. So we're at Myrtle Bath Pod. We also have a Gmail, so that's at Myrtle Bath Pod. What no. the fuck? <laughs> it's Myrtle Bath Pod at Gmail. I'm also, dying. rate us and review us on iTunes. Give us your feedback. And, like we've said before, we will read our favorite reviews... On our podcast. So yes, you ma'am. could be featured on our podcast if you leave us a review. Wouldn't that be fun? Yeah. 
Wouldn't that be a good time? That would be a lot of fun. So please give us your feedback. We really want to know what you guys are thinking of us so far. Mm-hmm. We have a decent amount out, so you know what the general vibe of our podcast will be like at this point. Yep. Let us know if there's something you want to hear. Let us know if there's something we've been doing that you don't like so we can fix it. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Maybe, depending on what it is. <laughs> I still want to have fun. <laughs> yeah. So, give us ideas. Give us a shout out. We just want to, we want to, we want to interact with you Be guys friends who with are us. listening. We love all 40 something of you. <laughs> yeah. Seriously. <laughs> you mean a lot to us. So, reach out to us. We really want to hear from people. Please do. So, email us, tweet us. Anything you want. Send us your owl. Please send <laughs> us your owl. <laughs> That would be beautiful. That would be so fun. Get a little owl pecking at my window in the middle of the night, making me pee in my bed. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> All right, Do it. So on Give that me note. it. Tweet, tweet. Tweet, Motherfuckers. Tweet. Yeah. That's our <laughs> current day owl service. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> All right. So thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed. <laughs> <laughs> This has been a rough one. It's but our our closers one. are always rough. It's so bad. I'm sorry. I love you. Goodbye. Sleep tight. Have love a you all. Blessed week. <laughs>